Greetings, peasants. I mean, hello, brave warriors, noble adventurers, and devious dungeon masters. Welcome back to Knights and Nerds podcast. This is Tim. I'm the dungeon master, and I want to say thank you very much for listening to this. Just a couple quick announcements before we get into episode 10 of the God's Eye campaign. Yes, we are into double digits now. I'm going to take the next couple weeks off. I know that we've been doing like bi-weekly for uh, a little bit, and the Faerun 4 episodes come out about once a month. You may have heard me mention that my work life is increasingly demanding and that trend is continuing, so uh, I need to balance the extra time commitment to that. So uh, I'll be putting out new episodes in August, but I'm just going to use the rest of the month of July to catch up on some editing and some planning and stuff, and so that, uh, I mean, otherwise, I feel like I'm approaching sort of a... (laughs) a threshold here that I of, of things that I could manage. Um, I'm hoping the work life uh, will will calm down and that they won't ask me to do overtime uh, every single week. You know, fingers crossed about that. So, uh, you know what? In the meantime, like talk to me on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or in Discord. I will be watching those things. I've, I haven't been very active for the reasons I've already mentioned, uh, and I kind of feel bad. I mean, I'm I'm not really very good at the whole social media thing, and I feel like there's this pressure to be, you know, active in those spaces. And to be honest, I don't have the time or the energy lately to do that. In addition to you know all the recording and planning, <laughs> recording and planning, and editing that I'm doing. So uh, enjoy episode ten, and uh, we'll come back strong in August. Hopefully, fingers crossed. I mean, we also had to take a pause on the on the Patreon stuff for July just because I was, I've been so swamped. Uh, but if you didn't hear the introduction pri- uh, leading into the last Faerun 4 episode, then here's a little bit of a sneak peek into what our Patreon is like. It's pretty juvenile and a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, so here's, here's sort of a super cut of various uh, chats that we've put up on the Patreon in case you're just curious, like, what the heck goes on? Um, otherwise... Uh, I really do appreciate everyone's uh, support and patience that I can sort of just say, hey, I need a couple of weeks where there's going to be no episodes and everyone's pretty much cool with it. So uh, thank you very much for that. I, I really do appreciate uh, everyone's support and knowing that I can just do this and you all won't mutiny. Maybe if you knew where I lived and could get into this forest where I am, you would, but you can't. Anywho, here's the uh, here's a little bit of a highlight reel and then we're going to rejoin uh, Gutterbird. Thaddeus and Chai Spice. And I've got to say, like this episode 10, 10 through 15, I think are going to be pretty frenetic. Uh, a lot of dice being rolled. Uh, so get ready for that. Okay, here we go. Foodpervert.com. I'm, you know what? I'm not going to see if that's available. I'm not going to do it. Don't do it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Don't do it. Your phone's gonna hate you. It's just open an incognito browser. <laughs> Ooh, someone's a real hacker. Dot <laughs> com. It's available for sale. Buy now for one thousand four hundred ninety-five dollars for that. What? Name. That's so. That's, that's such a good deal. We've all seen thirteen ghosts. <laughs> Is that the one with that weird, like, sure. house maze? With Matthew Lillard? Yes. Yeah, the glass house yeah. with Matthew Lillard? 
Yeah, we've all seen that movie. I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I have most definitely not seen that movie, and I have also most definitely not seen Hereditary. Okay, have you seen Hered- any movies? You haven't seen The Goonies, you haven't seen Hereditary, you haven't seen 13 Ghosts. Like, uh, all of the chromatic dragons are obviously a flavor. Everyone knows a blue is a blue raspberry, red is cherry, white is white freezy flavor, black mm. is black licorice. As an experienced GM, can you confirm whether a green dragon tastes like lime or green apple? Please help. Time is a factor. We can both answer. Matt is pointing to me and I'm pointing to him as who takes the longest for their fight. Fight to the death and the winner (laughs) will answer. (laughs) What I'm worried about is that we've been presented with a false dichotomy here. That the options are lime or green apple when when it could be... Guacamole. Okay, well then the red is obviously yep. salsa. salsa. White is sour. Oh, black beans. Black, yeah. black beans. White is sour. Oh, we're going. Yeah. Nope. This Blue is the better tortilla. answer. Yeah. Blue, Blue corn tortilla. tortilla. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Done. The first time I think I DM fifth edition. Yes, I did pass out. Tom. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Oh, I'm me? the moderator here. Tom. Okay. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. <laughs> If you like pina colada. Oh, okay, hang on a minute. Getting caught Green in dragon. Me. We're talking, um, um, oh shit. Well, uh, margarita. Okay, great. And then. Oh, yeah. Oh, are we going to cocktails? Okay. okay. Daiquiri. Yeah. I no mispronounced. Like Gaston. <laughs> Gaston, yeah! I mispronounced the name that I created. <laughs> <laughs> As no cast on in the first like episode, cast on. it should no not have been cast on. Like cast on. No one leaves <laughs> dead farmers in the road like cast on. <laughs> I did not leave him in the road. I let the wolves take him. Okay, I was a gentleman, and I let that farmer get dragged off by wolves. He's dead anyways. He might as well be a meal. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, yeah. On the topic of buttholes. Where's the best place? This is a two-parter. Where's the best place to hide healing potions and apples, and why is it goblin butts? And then follow-up, how many goblins are reasonable to carry around for storage of the aforementioned items? Listening back to episode one, I really got the impression that Castan was cruising the town guard, like like buying them all drinks, and then going up and be like, oh, thank you for your service. And then, like, asking repeatedly, like, what does everybody think of how I look? I'm like, are you just trying to... Constantly! Have, have these dudes run a train on you? Just like, ask. Just get it out of the open, man. If you cut the goblin in half, you can carry more goblins, twice as many buttholes. If you only bring the butthole part of a goblin around? Yeah. Could you, like, human centipede the, the buttholes together? Like, but not, like, the butthole together. Like, like, like... The mid torso oh. to mid torso, which with only two buttholes. You tie the tie the feet together like a barrel of monkeys. I'll throw this up to anybody who wants to answer it. Character most likely to make like Vanna and get with a farmer in this campaign. That would be Caston. Yeah, because he's he tried to get with all the yes. soldiers. Not Caston for the love of fuck. <laughs> the love of fucking soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> and then you don't. I'm assuming you don't want to invest too heavily in healing a goblin anus. Especially a dead one. Right? <laughs> the other part of the question. How many goblins? The, the number two, if you will, yeah. is how many goblins. In my in my scenario, with my half-goblin knapsacks. Weave me a touch. Carry on. I've got one over the back. 
As a backpack? Yeah. Okay. One with the legs draped so that it's like... So Baby Bjorn? in the front. Baby Bjorn. Bjorn style. Yeah. So you've got a breastplate of goblin butts. Breastplate oh, of goblin butts. Do the helmet. Do the helmet. And the feet you tie up under your chin so it's a helmet? Whatever a group of goblins is, that's the appropriate amount to murder for this. <laughs> and we're only using the bottom, so someone's going to have fun <laughs> with the tops. Last session, you stopped in the mostly elven village of Heart Valley on your way to Stonegate. In Heart Valley, you learned that your enemies may have already passed through here on their way to the same Starfall that you are seeking currently. You're also told by a bard named Elvish Priestley that the Lord of Mistreach, Albin Relian, greatly prohibits the use of magic in his realm, and that many of his soldiers have been deployed to Stonegate to prevent adventurers and treasure hunters from ascending the mountain. Elvish also mentioned the Stone Striders, an explorer's guild which knows the inhospitable mountains better than most, and that the head of the guild, a gnome by the name of Boondiggles, can be found usually at the Lost Gold Inn. We had ended the episode, or we had ended last session, where you were just setting off to Stonegate, in an overcast, sort of rainy day. And that is, unless there's anything that you want to talk about uh, on your journey, I think you were departing early, mid-afternoon and would get there um, presumably sometime after nightfall. Yes, I think all I was going to maybe discuss was that it might be best, if we're going to go with the plan of me trying to talk to the Lord that it might be best if I go in solo just in case it goes badly for me and that you guys can reach out to the, the mountaineers or be ready to reach out to the mountaineers if I'm not granted permission directly. That sounds reasonable. Tactically speaking, <laughs> uh, uh, I think it would be wise to make sure you have at least one attendant from the visuals of a diplomat traveling with an, a guard of some kind. True. I'm, and Thaddeus turns to Gutterbird, no offense. <laughs> I None think taken. I'm the one who is visually less going to overtly magic <laughs> Uh But also, if we need to maybe make a play for the more suspicious side of town. Mm. And Thaddeus turns to Gutterbird once again. And no offense. <laughs> Visually, I think it's best to keep Gutterbird available for those conversations. Perhaps we With- go in. The two, I, I agree. I think, like, again, no offense, Gutterbird. You do look overtly slightly more magic-y. Uh, and I think my sheer presence will be quite a bit for him to handle as a person who hates magic. Um, so perhaps myself and Thaddeus go in, but maybe we take uh, Grease Trap in with us so you can uh, see what's going on. That was my next suggestion. On. Yeah, perhaps that's the way we go about this. And then that way, like, you stay close while we're in this meeting, and then you know whether you need to, like, book it to the. To the ta- to the inn, sorry, to go 
with the mount to go find the mountaineers, and then we'll just basically try and get to that inn. Like the reconvening point will be the inn. Does that work? Great. Works for me. Sold. So episode whatever this is, splitting the party. Ten. Yep. <laughs> This can only end very well, from what I'm told about splitting the party. Hey, if we split the party every five episodes, it'll be fine. <laughs> oh, that's true. We did do that briefly. All right. In episode five. Do it in episode ten. Yeah, let's go. I think is our plan. Okay. Yes, and you. I should point out that you still have a horse that you took from the farmers that you murdered. <laughs> yep, we do. Still not excited about that. Yes, if if I recall correctly, Thaddeus was thinking that that was sort of a, a necessary evil. The death of the final person was the necessary evil. The death of all the rest of them, Thaddeus A had no hand in and B was trying to not do. He put the pieces of cork on his morning star. <laughs> I mean, technically, they walked through my vine growth or spike growth, so... They couldn't see it. Yeah, they can. Did anybody describe your corked up morning star as a warning star? <laughs> oh. <laughs> it is now. Oh, it's so 100% good. it is now. Thanks, Kev, for the... For the... <sighs> okay, listeners, listeners, we are, doing a, we are doing a new contest. Forget about that other giveaway <laughs> that you heard about. <laughs> Let's get a weapon that does only non-lethal damage. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, just, like, you like you just create, like, in essence, like, it is the foam Q-tip from, like, Gladiator, like, American <laughs> Gladiator. Like, that's all it is. <laughs> Joust was such a good part of that game. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I'm also thinking of a, a cat of nun tails would also be <gasps> Oh. Well, apparently we could go on. <laughs> yes. I'm trying to think no. of other ones now. I can't. Uh, that's it for me. <laughs> okay. A seminar? Mm. No. No, that doesn't work. Well, we've derailed the entire episode to this now. Yeah, now I'm just like, oh man, I gotta come up with a good pun too before we can move on. But no, let's, I know I'm like, yeah. I'm, part of me just wants to go like the not so great sword. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so your travel time spans throughout the afternoon and into the evening. Um, I think Chai was going horse form for part of it to make better time. Yes, that was the the galloping plan. Yes. Um, the roads, as you get nearer and nearer to Stonegate, despite the rain and the poor traveling conditions, uh, still prove to be busy with travelers and merchants and pilgrims of, of every description making their way towards Stonegate. And this travel time, which is only really a handful of hours, it feels like it lasts much longer than you expect because of the ever-increasing sense of urgency of, of not knowing what you're going to find when you arrive at Stonegate. But when you do get there, many hours after sunset, you find a city that is still very much alive. The cobblestone streets are still packed full of people. Uh, I, actually, I think I wrote down a description for this. Hang on. I think this is more of a general description, but I'll still read it. Okay, so Stonegate is a small city at the base of the Torvir Mountains. Torvir being the dwarf who first explored the range and created the first semi-detailed map of it. It's home to about 15,000 people. It's known primarily as a hub for explorers. 
The renowned Explorers Guild known as the Stone Striders has been exploring this range for many years, though exploration remains a lucrative industry since the mountains harbor many dangerous areas that are still unexplored thanks to the punishing, labyrinthine nature of parts of the landscape. The daunting and sometimes impenetrable pathways deter all but the most daring or foolish adventurers who are spurred on by the constant rumor that a cache of treasure is hidden somewhere in the stone. While magic is generally uncommon, Lord Relian, above all other lords, fears its destructive potential, leading him to effectively ban its use wherever it is not officially sanctioned. His soldiers enforce this rule with zealous enthusiasm, imprisoning those who commit even minor infractions. Okay, yeah, so that was the general description that I wrote. When you arrive, as I was saying, it is still very much a a town that is awake. The cobblestone streets are still mostly filled with people, so as you enter through the open city gates that are flanked by, you know, flanked by guards up on the uh, battlements of the stone walls, you are shoulder to shoulder. There's torchlight going up and down, the the city streets as many people are are there for it's almost like this carnival-esque atmosphere uh there's there's music playing in the streets there's uh you know jugglers people performing for bits of a few copper here and there uh but it is a city that is very much busy and you can see the stern faces of soldiers that really do stand out from the otherwise anxious and, you know, some faces anxious, some faces overjoyed, uh, as as this city is just filled to the to the brim with people who are here for this for this magical element. I think I would suggest that I hop on the horse, followed closely by Thaddeus, and go immediately up to, in essence, like the castle walls and try and at least make my presence known. There's no hiding me, so I might as well just be very overt that with the king that I'm there. Uh, dis- despite the fact that you are an Eladrin, um, there is uh, an unusual feeling that you get being in this like atmosphere. And it's maybe something that I don't know if you're accustomed to feeling, which is sort of anonymity. You don't get a you like you you get the occasional stare, but like there's there's street performers who are dressed up in these really fantastical um, costumes, uh, people wearing like dragon masks. There's like fire breathers, sword swallowers, like everybody. Like there's uh, you know people selling food, people playing music. So this is this is like a sensation, a feast for the sensations. So you actually can kind of like make it through the crowd with. Very few people giving you more than a passing glance. I imagine then, to a certain extent, it feels a little bit closer to home than I have felt so far, right? Like a lot of like boisterous, bright colors, like a vibrancy, right? Like that's probably closer to the Feywild than I've seen so far. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I think, yeah, I think we'll probably migrate there and just tell Gutterbird to like follow behind, but not like overtly with us. Um, and I'll just, I'll, I'll go up to the walls and, uh, try and get in to speak to the, the Lord, I guess. Grease Trap is going with Chai and Thaddeus. Is that right? 
Yep. With your familiar, are you able to tell it things? And can you communicate to the others through it? That I'm not entirely sure, actually. Checking the rules. Or do we just sort of, yeah, do we just see through each other's I think you can pick a sense, if I'm not mistaken. So, like, if you're going to look through its eyes, you actually go blind. And your eyes become his blinds. His blinds, Jesus. Your eyes become his eyes, if I am not mistaken. Your balls become his balls. Right? Hmm. It's hearing and or... Seeing, yeah. So it's, yeah, that you can choose to hear through... I just want to... I thought you could communicate telepathically with it. With the familiar, yes. Yeah, but But it can't go... that cannot happen to us. Yeah. Okay, so he could communicate to the familiar to say something, and then it could say something. Yeah, like, he he could tell him to, like, move around the room or whatever, but I wouldn't be able to voice of the chain master. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. You can communicate telepathically with your familiar and perceive... Um... You can also speak through your familiar in your own voice, even if your familiar is normally incapable of speech. Oh, shit. Yeah, that, I was going to say, I was wondering if there was some differential stuff. Oh, with the chain master the stuff? the chain, mm. yeah. But that might not be the most advisable. <laughs> to just have an all, and a, uh, a voice come out of the ether in front of the king who hates magic. <laughs> just maybe, maybe not the greatest. Can, uh, I mean, can Gutterbird do a decent Thaddeus? Ooh, well. how's your well? It's going to say, we could always just try and pass it off as God. Oh, for... Like, Thaddeus is a paladin, right? It is a... Could... Oh, yeah, I don't know how we they'd could... view exactly. paladin we try stuff. And, we could try and pass it off, if need be. <laughs> anyway, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Just, just a completely disenfranchised imp's voice god is that you (laughs) it's me margaret so i guess we go to the castle thing keep wherever he is the big building in the middle where all the rich people are that's where i want to go um while we do this thaddeus would like to try and get an idea of the type of areas of town in between like are there districts to this is it a spoken wheel is it a grid system what is their public transit like? You know? <laughs> this started as a very small town, so kind of began as like a Mott and Bailey and then grew over time. So the streets are not laid out in a very uh, neat, concise, organized manner. Like some, some of them, there's a few like main roads that are just kind of like straight shots to the to the keep in the center. But otherwise, they can get very narrow and haphazard in some areas. Okay. But you push yourself through this throng of people smelling like the the mixture of scents of like of the crowd, which is not nice, but then like also some of the food vendors, which is nice. It's it's a very convoluted uh, bouquet. But you, it's, sorry, go ahead. Sweat and shawarma all the way down. Sweat and <laughs> That's the title of the episode. Sweat and shawarma. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. No, you guys are killing it with these episode titles. Um, so you, after what seems like a long time, you managed to make your way through this press of, of this throng of of people, 
And you can kind of tell, like, I don't know, maybe getting a, a room at the end might be a bit of a challenge. Um, but you make your way towards the keep, and you can see that it is, you know, there is a, a centralized stone keep. It's not huge, but there is an outer stone wall around it as well, which is pretty typical, um, with a shut and barred iron portcullis. Uh, with guards on the on the top of the wall and also uh, several guards who are out front. So what is your what is your approach? You're on horseback. You're approaching. Gutterbird's staying a little bit further behind. Um, there is sort of a a small uh, waterway that sort of runs through the city, and and you do have to sort of cross a bridge to get there. And you can tell that. Once you cross this stone bridge, which is, I'd say, probably 50, 50 feet in length uh, and about 30 feet wide, uh, you're probably going to have to start talking. And there's not a whole lot of, like, the crowd just ends, basically, at this bridge. Before we get across the bridge, before we start to approach the bridge, I want to make sure that a couple things. Um, Thaddeus wants to make sure that Chai is on the horse. And that Thaddeus is leading the horse. That it is mm. not a... She is not riding. She is being taken where she wants to go. Are you, are you worried that this, this horse is just on autopilot? No, it's more of a visual thing. It, it's, a pre, it's a presence thing that like... Yeah. It's a privilege thing. Let's put yeah, it that way. It's a... I'm playing up the fact that I am I'm above the, people. I'm the taxi driver. Yeah. She is... <laughs> The horse's name is Uber, and I am the driver. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So yeah, I think I'm going to just, with that dynamic for sure, I like it. I'm going to just go directly up as if I belong there, because I I do, theoretically. Can you, just for the benefit of, of our uh, uh, dear sweet listeners, can you can you quickly mm-hmm. just read that part from your background again? That My feature? noble feet? Yeah. Yes. Matt actually had it open. I had it open and then I closed like the a fucking chump. book like an idiot. So yes. Yeah, so I should know this. Listeners. Hugo is also noble. Hugo <laughs> So yes, yeah, for the listeners, my I have the background of noble. Of the water which... fits monsters. <clears throat> yeah, well, the water deep fits monsters can stay in Faerun, okay? <laughs> uh, <laughs> noble feature, position of privilege. Thanks to your noble birth, people are inclined to think of the best of you. You are welcome in high society, and people assume you have the right to be wherever you are. The common folk make every effort to accommodate you and avoid your displeasure, and other people of high birth treat you as a member of the same social sphere. You can secure an audience with a local noble if you need to. Damn. So, yeah, I kind of have a hall pass, as I think... (laughs) How that now, goes. I think that also comes with presenting. Proof, oh, a hundred percent. Well, like I have, like I travel, like I am a diplomat, right? Like yeah. that was my whole thing. So it's like I travel with like the coat of arms. I travel with the paperwork needed. Like, of yeah, yeah. We tied the right color to the tail of our Uber exactly so that it says yeah, diplomatic like, community. Diplomatic community. Yeah, it's got like that red light. It's got the red shit bag on the back. That's the diplomat plate, like the red ones, right in Ontario. Anyway, but yeah, is that what that means? Uh, uh, red plates in Ontario mean that you work for uh, a embassy. I shouldn't say that you're different. Red plates, white lettering. 
Yeah, red pace, white lettering mean you no. work for an embassy, not necessarily that you have diplomatic immunity. I asked because when I was a child, I saw one in a parking lot and I ran up to that person like a moron and asked them what it meant. And they told me quite politely, which just like running towards a diplomat might not have been the best approach. But anyway. <laughs> okay, so these these guards who are standing at the other end of this bridge, they, they do the typical crossing of the of the spears thing and they they ask you to halt. Mm-hmm. So state, state your name and business. My name is Chai Spice. I've been sent from the Aladrin Court on the Feywild, and I am uh, requesting a conversation with Lord Relian. They sort of look at each other, and they look at you, and they say, Well, what about? Though I don't think it exactly has to be known. Let's just say returning the magical balance to where he would like it. And one leans over to the other and says, that sounds pretty important. <laughs> Should we let her go? Is it out of balance? Hey, yeah, uh, Miss uh, Am- Ambassador Spice, is it out of balance? I believe that is a matter for me and the king to discuss, but nonetheless, uh, I request his audience. I mean, that. I'm going to say that's a yes. Should I be taking all of my <laughs> money out of the bank? I think you're fine, good sir, but I do... It is a matter of much urgency, so um, if we could enter, that would be lovely. The other guy says, Smithy, you don't have any money in the bank. (gasps) I don't? (laughs) It's already too late. Oh, gods. What have I done? He just runs away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he just runs arms up in the air like, ah! (laughs) And I just proceed in because now it is unguarded. (laughs) Immediately in Thaddeus' head, he's like, that's probably also someone from the Feywild just being a trickster. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, he says, well, it's it's quite late. I don't know if the Lord is still accepting visitors today, but kindly wait here. And he he runs off and uh, leaves you with the one guard who's like, just kind of like going up on his tiptoes and rocking back and forth a bit. And he says, that's what, what happened to your eyes, sir. Uh, so the bandage is on Thaddeus. Wait, no, I'll go. You may speak. <laughs> Back. Okay, so now that my fiance has said I can speak. Um, <laughs> no, Chai has said that to Thaddeus. This you guys is are why engaged? I do a voice. Now I can figure it out. <laughs> Plot twist, Gutterbird doesn't know yet. <laughs> um, so Thaddeus oh, has Is Grease like, Trap going to breathe a ring bear? A hundred percent. No, we need a real bear. <laughs> um, so Thaddeus has his bandage on and around his eye and uh, he doesn't remove it he just kind of uh, gives that kind of military politeness where it's just a sort of like slight nod and says well friend I used to uh, I used to be a guard like yourself until I uh, got in a scrap I couldn't win he he swallows hard and he says, "Well, that's a it's a nice it's big sword that you that you have." Uh, while this is happening, what what is Gutterbird getting up to? Yeah, I was wondering what our plan would be. If I should mill around, if I should go check some things out, if I should just hang close. What do you what What do we think? For comedy's sake, in the back of my head, I've just got Gutterbird like popping up like a gopher in the crowd, <laughs> looking across the bridge, and then ducking moving to another position and then popping up in the crowd. <laughs> I think, so I don't want to like, obviously like you're kind of solo right now. So whatever you think you want to do is what you should do. I think we hmm. probably would have said, 
wait and see if we get in kind of thing. Like, yeah, see how okay. it goes. But, like, that's probably as much as we would. Because like, they might turn us away and say, like, the Lord's busy, come back in the morning, which we would have known coming the, this late. So, like, it might have been like a, let's see if we get in. If we get in, I probably would have said gone to the, go to the inn. If we're, if we don't get in, then, like, we'll probably reconvene. But, like, that's would have been, like, before. If you see something different that changes your mind, obviously, like, that's, you're on your own, right? Technically right now. So, you do you, boo-boo. All right, sweet. Yeah. Then I'm going to keep an eye, um, wait for the signal, um, and then I might uh, sample some of the local flavors. Mm. The shawarma? The shawarma and sweat. It's a chain. Oh. All right, so I'm just going to do a quick roll here, a quick percentile roll to see if this dude is still awake. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, no. Turns out, 3 p.m. bedtime. I was going to say, how old is he? Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Fuck. Your meeting is for 4 a.m. just after breakfast. <laughs> yeah, just after that early bird special. <laughs> Man, some of these names on this name generator are real weird, like Beavis as a knight? No. <laughs> Sir ah, yes. Beavis. Be- Sir Lord Beavis. Beavis. Sir Beavis of Butthole. <laughs> there was a great, uh, it was like, it was one of those like Bridgerton name generators and it was like Lord or Lady... Your first name, add ton to the end of the last beverage you had, and like of whatever like your last meal was, or something like, or what your shoes were. That's what it was. So mine would be Kevin Longdard voyage to Uraniston. <laughs> Uraniston of Converse. <laughs> what is it of the shoe brand? Of your shoes, yeah. Yeah, it's Converse. Oh, it's Converse. Yeah, mine was like Lady Sarah of Coffee Coffington or Coffeeton. Uh no, yeah, Lady Sarah Coffeeton of Blundstone. Well, ooh, uh, that sounds pretty boss actually. It works. I was quite pl- I was quite pleased with it. I mean, so, my I guess mine would be like Beerton Beerton. Yeah, Beerton, I guess. It depends how you want to Yeah, how deep you want to. Right? Like Lord yeah. Matthew of Watermelon Wheaton. That works. No, no, sorry. Lord Matthew Watermelon Wheaton yep. of Blundstone. Yep. Oh, you guys know each other? Apparently, yeah. No, we're just opposing families of the same area. <laughs> the coffee crossed lovers. The, co- the coffee tin and the Wheatons don't get along. Our parents don't approve. <laughs> <laughs> You're waiting there for a few minutes, and the guard returns. Um, after checking his savings account, uh, he returns <laughs> with a with uh, an elf who is wearing this like much more resplendent armor that has these sort of uh, dragon embellishments on it, and she has um, you know she has scale mail and a very high quality looking rapier, and you can tell by some of the um, like she's got. She's got, like, epaulets, you guys. It's crazy how nice she is. So she introduces herself as Zena, and she says that she's the uh, the head of Lord Relian's personal guard. And she sort of looks at, uh, at Chai, and she says, oh, wow, okay. Um, to Aladrin in as many days, that's quite quite something. Um, yes, Lord Relian will see you first thing in the morning. He feels he needs to more adequately prepare for such an esteemed guest. 
but she hands you a rolled up piece of parchment, which is essentially your uh, authorization to go back to the keep and be essentially ushered straight to the Lord. It's got a nice little ribbon and a wax seal. I think I will just take it and say thank you. Um, I I couldn't help but notice that you had mentioned two Eladrin. When was the other one here? Oh, um, it was it was simply it was late yesterday. And they also requested a visit. No, you know what? I was not here. I simply heard about it. I don't know if they requested a visit, but they did not see the Lord. Hmm. How peculiar! I just. You don't come across many Eladrin. It's just interesting to hear. Um, especially not members of the court. Uh, could you perhaps recommend... We're obviously very new to the town. Could you recommend suitable accommodations? You'll be lucky to find some, but I think if you show if you show any tavern owner that seal that I've given you, then they should uh, make room, if you, if you understand me. Uh, the Lost Gold Inn is, is the, the biggest tavern... And perhaps the nicest, although if you're looking for peace and quiet, I'm sorry that you may not find it. Well, it's nowhere as I gather that there are quite a few travelers in town this evening. Thank you very much for your help, and I, uh, I assume I will see you early in the morning. So we'll be, we'll be expecting you. Excellent. Thank you. Throughout this entire conversation, uh, Thaddeus wants to get an idea of military rank uh, based on armor and wants to kind of know the level of which we are being spoken to right yes thaddeus would know that the the person he just saw uh would essentially be the well not maybe like a strategist but like in charge of the lord's personal retinue like his personal force okay we're looking at secret service um i don't know that like his you know, his elite guard are secretive, but that's Yeah, that's but I mean, like... The They're the musketeers. Who, yeah, the people who are the secret service are known to be the secret service. Oh, fair, fair point, fair point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. They're, um, not, they're not the most secretive of secret service. I think I will... The real secret will... service are just called the... Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's just... <laughs> um... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just it's just the, the one shot. Yeah. Um, I think what I'll I'll turn I'll like, in essence, like since you were leading, since Thaddeus was leading me, I'll usher for him to kind of turn us around. Oh, as as we're walking yeah. away, I want to make sure I'm out at your shot from anyone, but I immediately want to say to Grease Trap, uh, hoping that in essence Gutterbird will also confirm this as an order. I want to be like Grease Trap. I really need you to fly around this town and see if you can find, and then I'll describe the Aladrin, like the gray hair, her, like, I want, I want to know where she is, if she's still in town. Well, that seems like a tall order, but uh, I gotta stretch my wings eventually, I guess. You're such a, it's such a beautiful flyer, Grease Trap. I just, I figured you'd, you'd relish at the opportunity. I mean, as far as the town goes, I guess it's okay. It's nothing like we see in the Nine Hells, I'll tell you that. I imagine it's quite a different pace of life, yes. Oh, yeah. Much less sulfury, I would imagine. So much more laughing and less screaming here. I mean, they transition from one to the other. Ironically, same level of, same, same level of sweat and shawarma. Yeah, actually, yeah. It's like they also have those chain restaurants down there. It's a really aggressive expansion. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know that. So, oh man. Okay, so if we're heading back, uh, if we're heading to a tavern, Thaddeus is going to actually move by a sweat and shawarma, and like, Wait, is that an actual? Type of restaurant? No, we're making it up, no, but it's now it we've now we've I'm, made it a canon. I'm trying to make this chain a restaurant. canon chain restaurant. Yeah, we've made this a thing now. <laughs> Too weak willed to 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 object. You need to rein this in, Tim. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is collaborative storytelling, Timothy. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> wow. I've been properly Jesus. chastised. Yeah. Yeah. Now give me my goddamn sweat and shawarma. <laughs> Do you just really want shawarma right now? Why is yes. this? A, all I right. Want, I want to. And then you want to sweat, sweat the shawarma? Yeah, I want my sweat to smell like garlic. Oh god! And, and delightful rotisserie meats. Jesus. <laughs> anyway, let's go to that inn. But I also kind of want to like throw my hood up and like be as discreet as I possibly can about the fact that I'm an Aladrin in town now. If I'm not at the at the at the castle, I don't want to be known as, like, the Aladrin in town. Hmm. Gotcha. Okay, so you make your way towards the inn. When you arrive, a um, a boy runs up and, and takes the reins of your horse and says, like, oh, I'll get him fed and watered properly. And then he just stands there for a sec. I flip him a copper. I immediately want... Which direction did he come from? Oh, well, he's been... You, you saw him sort of hanging about. He, you can tell he's... He's a part of the tavern. Yeah. Kind of. He looks like he's a part of the tavern. He and not just a random like guy stealing guy our horse. Stealing our horse. <laughs> no, no, no. He's... Yeah, you could, you could see him... You could see him waiting for for new arrivals. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I, suspicious. I, I My goodness. Right? That's like... What have I done to you? a child, that is. <laughs> oh, oh no. The guy who has a history of betrayal is concerned I about mean, being true. stolen okay, from. Yeah, 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 that tracks. Backstory uh, Thaddeus hands him a one of the three shawarmas he's gotten from <laughs> And is like, gives him the finger guns, a wink. And with it, it there is a silver piece with the, uh, with the sweat and shawarma. I just want to lean into the kid and go, it's extra garlicky. <laughs> just jam the like, silver take piece a bite. deep into the shawarma. Yeah, exactly. He takes a bite and like, oh! There's your <laughs> Thaddeus reappears right behind him. Surprise, motherfucker. Jesus. Wow. Uh, okay. I'm imagining, I'm imagining like Sweat and Shorma are actually like the, the, the names of the two co-owners. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Mildred, That's how they got away with it. Mildred Schwett. Mildred Schwett. And James Shorma. Jesus. Are they also cousins? No. They're two gnomes. God. Sweat and shawarma. It's a married couple. One's a rock gnome, one's a forest gnome. All right. Jesus <laughs> okay. He deeped over this cannon. Yep. I'm so sorry. The all rock right. gnome builds the oh, rotisserie oh God. gear, and the forest gnome knows where all the good animals are. How is this not immediately where everyone went? <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yeah. So you get, into the, you get into the tavern. It is quite full still even though it's late you do find despite your shawarma that you're still very quite quite hungry from from your your travels you've hardly had a chance to stop since leaving heart valley it's late at night the kitchen and the bar are still open and still busy i think i will go up to the bar keep and ask about a room well rooms are booked up i and then i kind of like 
slide the seal across and say, I think you could find room for my distinguished group. Oh, geez. All right. Fair enough. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure room's ready, uh, post-haste. I'll have to, I'll have to inconvenience. How many rooms do you need? I'm, what is your finest room? <laughs> I'm eating shawarma. I don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I don't want you near me. That's right. What is your finest room and how large is that one? It's, uh, it's largest room. Uh, that would be the, oh God, what's a good name for a, an inner room? Um, the summit suite. Ooh, oh, very we good, are in yeah. a mountain town. That works quite well. Mm, yeah. Yes. Yeah, you guys were all against sweat and shawarma, <laughs> but the summit suite's fine. Same alliteration, guys. Come on. <laughs> uh, okay. Right. Okay. The summit suite. Yes. It's, uh, it's got, uh, two nice big beds. I'm sure we could, uh, muster another if he kind of like looks over your shoulder. If, you, if you're traveling with a, a larger group. There are three of us. Um. Who's currently in there? Some highfalutin mountain climber who thinks that they're going to slip past the uh, the soldiers and nab that starfall is a, uh, you know what, he's a real jerk. I don't mind telling you, so. Excellent. I'll take that room and I'll slide him a, a gold as well. He, uh, ooh, gold, not even in shawarma. That's, that's terrific. <laughs> and he sort of like, you know. You know, hold, holds it up and gives you a little salute, and he says it might be about an hour or so until it's proper. I I have a feeling that they're not going to be happy and might raise a fuss, but uh, you're more than welcome to avail yourselves of the amenities in the meantime, and we'll, I'll, I'll let you know when you're ready. Excellent, thank you. I think my party and I are, are in for a couple of drinks and perhaps a warm meal. So it's good to hear that uh, we've got a bit of time. Uh, I also I had another question. I had a friend come through town. Uh, I believe she arrived yesterday afternoon. Uh, another Aladrin. Would you happen to have seen her around? I'm trying to get her a message. Oh, yes. A uh, real colorless looking one. Yeah, it's, Summer's not her strong suit. She's quite pale, yes. She's been around? I, I saw just a glance, but she stands out. Do you know where she's staying by any chance? Or she is she already ventured into the mountains? He he shrugs. He's like, I've been so busy here. I, I, I haven't heard. Uh, no, no worries. Like I, I can see, and I'll look around the room. It is, it is a, a busy time for everyone around. Yep. As you scan the room, the bottom of the shawarma just falls out on Thaddeus. He's just like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I told you to be more careful with that. A dog runs up and immediately starts trying to get at your shawarma. Oh, now Thaddeus is going to be occupied with the dog. Oh, that great weapon master. Yeah. <laughs> it's the shawarma the weapon now? <laughs> Thaddeus gladly shares the fallen shawarma with the pooch. Oh, nice. That's delightful. Uh, I think, yeah, maybe I'll just order a couple beverages for everybody and some meals, and we'll try and find a, a seat slash... I kind of want to scope out the, in essence, the competition here. Yes, okay. So looking around the room... Uh, it's, it's sort of, you know, there's, there's quite, quite a few, quite a few full tables of very able, able looking groups. Uh, they're, I mean, predominantly human, but you see like, uh, the most boisterous table is like this, this table of dwarves who are absolutely demolishing tankard after tankard of ale. 
and it seems to just like power them up instead of making them tired or drowsy like it does to me. (laughs) (laughs) Can I uh, lean into like whatever, it doesn't have to be the same bartender I was talking to, but whoever works there and be like, could you tell me, is that, oh, I forget their name. What did we? Stone. Is is that Alvin Boondiggles over there? No, Alvin. Uh, I don't think he's in here at the moment, but uh, I assume that he might uh, he might wander back in at some point. He's a he's a gnome, not a dwarf. Mm. I wasn't sure if he was around the group. Not currently. You don't see him. Are we going to start a drinking contest with a group of gnomes? No, we're going to use our leverage of being patrons of Sweat and Shwarmo, which are owned by two gnomes. <laughs> oh, for God's sake! Alvin Boontail. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. Tim, I, apo- I refuse to apologize for how brilliant I think this is. <laughs> I will enjoy my beverage and my food, and I will keep an eye around the room, and I will look out for our Mr. Boomdoodle. <laughs> I can't so, say his without laughing. So Thaddeus, uh, while Chai is kind of setting up shop, Thaddeus is... Tur- been a, a bit off to the side, turns to Gutterbird and is just like, AGB, I got you one. And he hands him a clearly tinfoil wrapped wrap of shawarma. Like, <laughs> it's yours if you want it. And I accept it very thankfully. Yeah. Um, and so- I uh, take the, uh, I don't know if, they would, if there would be foil, I take the wrapping and use it to support the bottom of the of the shawarma where the sauce is collecting just uh, to make sure smart man the bottom doesn't petting, blow out while petting this dog that has like sauce all over its mouth i just look up and i'm like this guy gets it i'll just realize <laughs> that now my shawarma went to the the stable boy and be like oh I understand. <laughs> okay, so the three of you know that you've lucked out uh, finding really an empty table at, at the right moment because there's not another empty table in the place. It's, uh, you know, there's there's somebody playing a, a very lively tune on a lute. There's a roaring fire that's going uh, you know, food coming to, you know, going in and out of the kitchen, or sorry, food coming out of the kitchen, empty bowls and plates going back in. Um, this is, you know, quite, quite a lot, you know, people going in and out. And uh, it may be into your second round that, uh, that somebody comes up and pulls up an empty chair to your table and flops down. And he says, do you mind if I, I sit here? I don't think there's any empty space anywhere else here. And you immediately recognize Elden White. And he doesn't recognize any of us? He, he, he sort of looks, looks to you and he says, Well, uh, I'm sorry if I interrupted your conversation, but there's, there's nowhere else to sit. Um, I'm happy to buy the next round if, um, if, you'll, if you'll have me as a guest at your table. So I just want to pause for one second. So I, we all saw Elden when we per- not killed him, killed him in the fake timeline right well what are you talking about fake timeline well okay you know what i mean elden white the white oh this is elden white a human he's a human Yeah, this is elden white the human yeah elden white the white w-i-g-h-t we killed yes elden white the human was also at the ritual 
Yes. No, but I'm saying like all of us know that this is this guy is what I'm trying to confirm, yeah. right? Like all mm-hmm. of us have seen him. So when he sits down, it's not like only Matt recognizes, or sorry, only Thaddeus recognizes him. Like, no, I'm no, to you, all, that, you all, you all okay. immediately know that it's him. So Several points of clarification are needed for Thaddeus. Okay, <laughs> I, I will look over at Thaddeus and just kind of give a slight nod and be like, the more the merrier, and invite him to sit. Before any of that happens, Thaddeus needs a couple of things clarified. Number one, Eldon was working with Bryce to do the betrayal of his unit, correct? Yep. Because that's what I remember from our first conversations. Mm-hmm. Okay. Eldon has not visibly... Has Eldon visibly reacted to seeing Thaddeus? He's not acting like he recognizes any of you. Cool. What is the tankard in Thaddeus's hand made of? Oh, God. Uh, wood. <laughs> wood with a little bit of, like, metal binding. Okay, cool. Um, I'm going Can I roll a strength check to see if I crush it? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> sure. I want you to do low. Nineteen. Oh, for oh fuck's sake! <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you you splinter that bad boy, and uh, Ellen's oh like, "Whoa, god. you must really like that ale." It's potent, one might say. Uh, Thaddeus's words are, "It's." Uh, it's definitely given me the strength I need to do what I gotta do. Another round, and he's gonna walk away from the table <laughs> to go uh-huh. get another beer. <laughs> I think... Because, well, he is angry. He has the wisdom to know not to commit murder. <laughs> <laughs> In a public place. <laughs> Thaddeus, or, or um, Elden turns to Gutterbird. He says, did I say something to offend him? It's like, you know, he's had a long day. Ah. It's, we've been traveling for quite some time. I I wouldn't worry about it. He's also quite temperamental and moody anyway, so don't worry about it. Ah, well, uh, so, I'm sorry. I'm so rude. My name is Eldon. Um, I'm sure we're all here for the same reason, you know? Just uh, what an exciting time to be alive, huh? It is very interesting to say the least. So, uh, are you traveling alone today? Or are you venturing forward up by yourself? Oh, my companions are, you know, out exploring the town. There's so much to see and do. It is quite a lively place, as we've seen. How many... Is, so, there's a few of you? Yeah, there's a couple. You're going to venture up the mountain yourselves? Or hire another... Uh, and I'll look around the room. Or hire a, a gangly bunch to do go for it? He shrugs. He says, "I don't. I don't know if will anybody be able to get up the mountain. Just, uh, just here waiting for my window of opportunity. I guess it, do, it, do, it is seeming rather unlikely. The more I hear from everybody, so uh, Kevin, your your familiar lands. Just you can recognize the tiny little feet landing on your shoulder, and he says, mm-hmm. "Target acquired, boss. She's outside." Just kind of staring at the door from across the street. So, yeah, I think um, I'd like to excuse myself. So, sorry, our target is staring from uh, from across the street. So this would be the... Because Chai sent him to look for the Eladrin, the... Yes, yes. Yeah. So he's saying that he's found her. Whew, I'm trying to think of a, a way to get a, a, subtle, a subtle message across to Chai. And I think maybe I will 
try and make eye contact and, um, you know, sh- nudge to my shoulder to sort of say, like, you know, there's some there's a message coming from the yeah, shoulder mail. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, and then I, I kind of nod to the door and let her know that uh, that we've sort of found who we're looking for in a, in a very surreptitious double nod. All right. Can you make a deception check? Ooh. I'd be delighted. Yeah, that's a lot with Elden right there. <laughs> Don't roll the dice that you had the other episode. <laughs> yeah, Do these it. are the same ones. No shit. <laughs> these are well. These are the new ones that I was also rolling ones with. I'm gonna give this dice a nice. I'm gonna give it a kiss, right up to the mic. And here we go. All right, I have rolled an eleven, but I do have. Oh, oh, so 17. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so he he doesn't, uh, he's he's just kind of like looking back and forth between the, he's like, sorry, what, uh, shoulder mail? Is that like a type of armor for your shoulders? I Precisely, precisely. Wow. We're in town, uh, hope, hoping during our travels I can buy some as a souvenir. Wow. We've been in the market and they're just, on the road, there just haven't been as many blacksmiths as we were hoping for. So we're, we just keep an eye out, so... You know what? I remember there being a very good blacksmith in this small town, Rinville. Have you ever been there? Doesn't ring a bell. Is that on the other side of the mountains? Can you can you make a deception check, Sarah? A twelve. <laughs> he sort of leans and he's like, "Did I have you guys going like at all? A little bit? I feel like I did." Can I lean in to him directly and go, not in the least. What? Oh, jeez. I thought I thought at first you looked so confused. And I was like, they really think I don't know who they are. But, uh, hey, do you guys remember when I was a white and you killed me? That was crazy. Anyways, I'd like my starfall back. Mm, that's going to be a problem. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess... I mean, listen, I don't want things to come to violence here. I, I certainly don't have any intention of fighting you. You know what? Let me cheers to your health. This is a full bar, and I feel like everybody has to share in this great news. So he stands up on his chair, and he... As he does this, I'm going to slide my bag to Gutterbird. Hopefully so that he doesn't see it. Your bag? The bag that has the starfall. Oh, okay. Um, and he just says... He sort of does, like, the whistle thing that I can't do. Uh, you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. you can't. You can't do it. No. <laughs> I don't know if my fingers are wrong or if my mouth is wrong, but Name something's... Name of your sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> and he says uh, he he um, gives this very piercing whistle... And everything sort of, like, dies down very quickly. And he says, my friends, I have news about God's eye. And, like, at that, everything goes silent. And he says, these three here have two pieces. And slowly, like, people start to stand up at their tables. And all eyes are on you. And he simply hops down and he says, well, have fun. I'm going to go wait outside. Thaddeus at this because I left the table Thaddeus is going to move to the door 
And I'm going to just yell over everybody in the most fucking commanding. I was like, like, more conviction than you've ever seen Chai be. Like, like I will stand and I will literally just be, it's like, are you going to believe this fool? I am a representative from the Feywild here. Also on the same mission you are. Do you think I would be so stupid to carry these with me? And please recognize, if you dare attempt anything right now, you are setting war against the entire Feywild. Chai giving a commanding performance here. I just want to hop back to a sec while Thaddeus is... uh... He said he was going back towards the door. So is is this like because you did go to the bar, which I imagine to be not immediately next to the door. So you might have to like snake your way through the tavern to get back to the front. Is that what you're trying to do? So this was kind of the thing was I wanted to. So I wanted to get up from the table. I wasn't sure how long this was going to take. So get another drink. But I also wanted to try and befriend the dwarves while this was all going like while I was up from the table because I immediately was like I'm gonna probably want some people (laughs) in this Uh, but if they're not anywhere near the bar the idea is to make it that Eldon can't leave and has to be part of the melee okay yeah you didn't have the opportunity to be from the dwarves but you can certainly interpose yourself in between Eldon and the exit as Chai is giving this very strong warning uh, hashtag warning star. Um, <laughs> the the door opens behind uh, Thaddeus, and um, that is when we should roll initiative. Single digit number. Oh goody! Yeah, that's less good. than five. Oh goody! Yeah, these, none of my dice are doing particularly well right now. God damn it! Oh, twenty one for me. Hey. Oh, shit. It's so interesting because, like he said, he remembers the other timeline. Oh, I want him alive, but I also want him very, very dead. We can question the Eladrin. <laughs> I also want her very, very dead. <laughs> but all I have is Matt. I'm so fucked. Ah, uh, I wish the king had like accepted my visit. <sighs> Everything I have is magic. I hate to interrupt, but are there any guards in the tavern at the moment? Not inside, no. Good to know. And Sarah? 13. Okay, so here's the situation. We have several groups of of adventurers who are looking at your table as if you are the next meal whether or not they're going to join in the combat is still to be determined. We have Eldon White, who is sort of a few feet, like maybe 10 feet away from your table. Uh, Thaddeus, who is closer to the entrance of the door. And then we have this uh, Eladrin, who is standing at the door, it, basically a few feet from Thaddeus. So it is Gutterbird up first, followed by Chai Spice. So, Kevin, what are you going to do? So, um, what is Eldon doing at the moment? He's trying, he's attempting to leave. He just wants to, to, to get out of there and leave us to be sort of, you know, uh, throwing us to the lion, so to speak. Pretty much. Well, I'm not cool with that. And I want to, um, 
help out uh, our friend Thaddeus, so I'd like to cast Hold Person to keep him from leaving. So I have to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, I rolled a 17. He he looks like he's tensing up. You can feel him in your grip. And then he just sort of like shakes his head and he's like, not again, not this time, Buster. <laughs> <laughs> that really sucked the last time. You know, I remember being killed. You know how messed up that is? I mean, that sucks, but I am less afraid of him having, having been called Buster. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, Chai. Uh, unless, unless Kevin, are you going to stay where you are? Are you going to move anywhere, reposition yourself? Um, actually, yeah, do we, um, do we have any indication of whether or not there's, like, a back exit or any other way out of this building? Uh, you would be pretty confident that there would be a door going back into the alley through the, probably through the kitchen, or maybe even through a cellar. Okay. I'd like to start just, uh, making my way that way. Okay, so you're backing away from the table. Uh, while keeping your sights on the uh, the group here. Okay, so uh, Sarah, yep. what you got? All I'm going to do, I'm going to draw my scimitar and basically yell. It's like, also to the group, it's like, enough, we have larger concerns. And I'm going to walk towards Elden with my scimitar blade being like, you, outside now. Uh, are you gonna, I'm gonna going to attack him? I'm going to hold my action for the next person to attack me. And I'm just, it's just going to be a scimitar attack. It's not going to be a spell. Against Elden? Against the next person who attacks me. Like, I'm just going to be, like, ready my... In essence, like, ready a defense, like, for the next person who comes at me. But I'm going to, like, in essence, try to usher... I'm going to go towards Elden and walk them towards the door. The Eladrin... Uh... She, like, she is devoid of color. It's not like she's a neutral color. It's almost like there's no, there's no color there at all. Uh, it's very, very bizarre. You sort of hear her voice, and it's, like, oddly soothing. And she, she turns to the table of dwarves, and you can hear her go, like, they have what you want. All you have to do is take it. And she casts a spell on the lead dwarf who whose eyes just turn stark white. And it's like there's like this phosphorescence coming out of his eyes, and these jagged horns come out of his come out of his head. These sort of like illusory horns. And he is simply transfixed. And he is going to run at Chai and attack. So you can do you since you're holding your action, if you want to unleash that on this dwarf or on Elden, up to you. I will go for the dwarf. If he's, if he's the immediate, like, stabby threat to me, I'll attack him. Oh, yes. He's the stabby threat. And his because he's their leader and charged in, the rest of his table looks compelled to do the same. And this, you fear, may have a sort of cascading effect to the rest of the patrons who have come to this place specifically for God's Eye. Uh, okay, so, yes, so you can make your attack against this lightly armored dwarf. Uh, 18 to hit? Yes. Ooh, max damage. Uh, that is nine points of slashing damage. 
don't I definitely don't get my bonus action, do I? Uh, I'll allow it. Ooh. How close is Kevin to me? Um he's he's I don't know, how how far away did you back up, Kevin? Um That's a really good question. Um so for like kind of an end of turn action, what would typically is there a um sort of a distance restriction to that, or can I just be like I'm I'm at the door? Uh well your movement would be thirty feet, so anything up to and including that. Okay, let's call it thirty feet. Alright. I don't want to be here. <laughs> Sarah, what were you what was your bonus action gonna be? Uh my bonus action, because I am a spring aladrin currently was to teleport Gutterbird 30 feet away. But he is no longer in reach. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm 30 feet away, so... Yeah, I basically just wanted you to get the fuck out. <laughs> would it have so been an additional 30 feet? It would have been, like, start of my turn, teleport you, and then you'd run. You'd be able to run another 30. But you went first, unfortunately. What a bummer. Yeah, I think then that's just it for me then. I'm gonna... Uh, oh, my wild shape is a bonus action. I... What is the most terrifying thing I can turn into? I'm gonna, like, slice at this dwarf who's coming at me. Kind of, like, as much... As very nonchalantly as I'm allowed. Do that. And I'm gonna, like, try and, like, pull Elden in and be like, But do you remember this trick? And I'm gonna turn into a giant spider. Oh, God. Like, but gripping him while I do it. I want to, like, Amazing. just freak the fuck out of him. Hold him with your tarsal? Or tarsus? Tars- Shit, tarsus, what did we come up yeah. with? The, the hooky foot hand is, I think, the technical term. No, it's a tarsus. It's but on yeah, the hooky I'm foot going hand. to try and uh, do that. Okay. You, you, knocking chairs and tables aside, you occupy significantly more real estate now with all of your... Tarsus and uh, abdomen and what was it a pseudo abdomen or something like that pseudo yeah Uh, something other spider bits yes other bitties Uh, as you transform into a giant spider uh, he sort of like stumbles backwards he did not like that at all the the dwarf is going to was going to take a slice at you anyway so he will just keep on with his plan keep on slicing on what is your armor class as a giant spider uh 14 it's not great 14 he was swinging at chai and then but he didn't understand that chai was turning into a spider so he missed one point chai with his axe just bites down into the into the wooden floor of this of this uh tavern here your arm got slightly skinnier. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> exactly. It's just like a little narrower now. Nailed it. Okay. Elden stumbling backwards, seeing that Gutterbird is now sort of making his way for the exit. Looks back towards Thaddeus. Doesn't feel like engaging with Thaddeus because he probably remembers being uh, the, the victim of a great weapon master attack. He is going to draw his weapon and run around and towards Gutterbird. He says, get back here. I know what you have and it belongs to me. Uh, which would give Chai an attack of opportunity as he oh, runs 100%. away. I'm going to use my web attack on him. 
Oh, no, that's a range. It has to be the melee. All right, then I will take the bite attack. Ooh, that is a 20 to hit. Oh, yeah, easily. Uh, that is an eight points of piercing, eight points of piercing damage. And he must make a constitution saving throw. So I rolled an 18, so I'm assuming that's going to do it. So he passes, but he still takes half my poison damage. Uh, so he takes five points of poison damage. Running quickly through the tables and shrugging off this spider bite. Um, Elden makes his way towards Gutterbird. Short sword in hand, and he makes an attack. Oh, shit. I rolled a 17, and that's plus something, so I'm going to assume that that hits. So he does eight piercing damage to you. Very, very strong attack. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he, he looks at you, and he says, this doesn't have to end this way. Just hand it over. Hand it over. And that takes us to Thaddeus. Distance to Elden? If he was 30 feet from Chai, so it'd be more than 30 feet. Yeah, is it less than 60? Yeah. Good. Um, Thaddeus is going to kind of turn back to look at the, uh, the Eladrin and say, My pallid friend, I will deal with you shortly. And he turns back and just over the whole, like, over the buzz of the tavern and the sounds of combat, all you hear is, Oh, Elden, <laughs> you better stay put, because you know I can come and get you. And with that, I'm going to use my channel divinity, Ooh. and I'm going to abjure enemy. Uh, a creature within 60 feet has to make a wisdom saving throw. Fiends and undead have disadvantage. I don't know if he still counts as this, but I just want to throw that out there. If he fails, he is frightened for a minute, and his speed equals zero. Ooh, all right. This is, uh, this is maybe a do-or-die moment for uh, Elden here. Okay, Ooh. let's see. You say a Wisdom. Wisdom. I rolled a 10, and he has plus zero. Yes! Oh my god! The DC is 12. <laughs> That's amazing. So he is frightened of me, and if he can see me, he has disadvantage on attacks. I mean, we're in an open bar, so I think that's always... <laughs> yeah. But I will add after the fact, nobody touches him but me. I will put my two front spider paws in the air, like, <laughs> proceed. And I, and I will turn to the Eladrin again and go, If you have any sense, you will stick around to tell us what we want to know, or you will run faster and farther than you have ever run before. And Thaddeus is going to start walking, like, walking casually as hell <laughs> towards Elden. <laughs> if I can make that as part of an intimidation, I would love to, because I have a bonus action. Because I want I want this bar to know that I am in charge. Alright. Uh, I'll give you an intimidation roll um, with advantage, because there's a gigantic spider in here now, too. That's your best friend. 
How's a 22? Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Disgusting. I love it. So I'm just gonna see who feels like sticking around, if any. Okay. So <laughs> you can see that most of the tables are like scrambling quickly backwards towards the door. The dwarf who is currently under the effects of the spell Crown of Madness is not going anywhere. And there's one dwarf who is is seemingly joining the fray out of confusion. Uh, <laughs> so we're back. We're back up to Kevin. Uh, Kevin Eldon White just slashed you good with a short sword. Uh, and he's all up in your face. So what are you going to do? I'm going to try and get him all up out of my face. With... Do not hurt him. Oh, yeah. He'll lose the frighten if you hurt him. Oh. Yeah. Do not hurt him. He is stuck where he is. He can't move. Minute. Yeah. Oh. Wait. He doesn't he get to run away. Wow. He can attack, but his speed is zero. Yeah, he's stuck. I, I looked it up. He's fr- like frozen <laughs> in place, but he can swing wildly with his sword. If you'd like me to read it, Tim, I can. <laughs> no, well, we can wait till we're back back to him. Cool. But what's Kevin going to do? I think I'm going to work, just work on some distance. I am just going to make my way towards that door. Do you have... I thought you had the spell Expeditious Retreat. Yes! Oh my god! <laughs> there is no more retreat that needs to be more expeditious than this. Yep. Um, I would like to retreat expeditiously, please. Okay. So this spell allows you to move at an incredible pace when you cast a spell, and then as a bonus action on each of your turns, until the spell ends, you can take the dash action. Okay. So, I mean, you can do mm. you can do something else before you before you go. Oh, yeah, it's a bonus action, so you could still cast an Eldritch Blast at, like, someone else in in this uh, in this room, and then you can cast that as well. Can you give me a rundown of, of non-Elden aggressors in the room? Okay, so you've got two dwarves who are um, going after Chai, and you have the other Eladrin at the other side of the bar who is standing at the entrance, basically, and has stood there almost completely immobile as some of the other patrons fled around her, like, just sneaking by her, and she just paid them no mind. Now, do we know for sure that she wants to destroy us? We, in theory, could recognize her from the ritual, correct? Yes. Yes, you do. She doesn't look like she's going anywhere, so I don't need any whole person. So, yeah, I think... I don't know if I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I feel good. I don't know if I feel good about an Eldritch Blast. All right. I mean, you can you can simply focus on on the expeditiousness of your retreat if you want. Yeah, I think I'm just going to worry about getting out of there. So you cast Expeditious Retreat, and you can now move essentially twice your speed. So that would take you basically through, like you you just zip incredibly fast through this kitchen you find this like ramshackle wooden door and you are like almost out into the alley you can still sort of see what's going on in the um in the in the main part of the tavern there before you take it before you're able to take a step out into the into the alleyway uh elden will take a a swing at you as you go but it's at disadvantage oh and for some reason i don't think a nine is gonna do it so he swings at you but the combination of being afraid of Thaddeus and just how quickly you're moving, 
he he just swings into empty air. He says, this is not really going as well as I'd hoped. And as you... Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention. As you look back into that into the main part of the tavern there you can you briefly make eye contact with the Eladrin and you hear a voice in your head whisper come back to us and that is Sarah's turn I think so Kevin or Gutterbird's clearly like far away right now like he's making a, a good exit yeah, you you see him move like faster than he's ever moved before, um, okay. and you're just now dealing with the remaining aggressors here. I think I'm gonna try and web the Aladrin. Does a twenty three hit? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm going to. So she's now considered a restrained creature uh, and as an action so she can use her turn to do a DC 12 strength check if she wants going forward but she is currently restrained and I'm going to uh, I'm going to climb up on the ceiling and kind of get a little distance between the dwarves and myself okay would they get swings at you as you are they in my zone yet uh well the one was the one yeah Yeah, then so yeah all right so the one will take a swing oh it wasn't an 18 it rolled onto a two oh that's so shitty i'm so sorry (laughs) oh that's a i'm just gonna perch hopefully out of mild sword range or axe range up there okay all right, so what is this Eladrin going to do? She's going to cast a spell at Thaddeus, and we will see if it hits. Ooh, I rolled a 19. This is so much fun. Finally, something hits. <laughs> that, uh, that does hit. Okay, Thaddeus, you're filled with this just holy, holy energy, and you just start, like, f- just feel this disgusting, like corrupting magic invade your invade your skin as you are now subject to ray of enfeeblement the dwarves are going to i guess take out a hand axe maybe and uh try to throw it at the spider oh hang on a sec fuck's sake <sighs> okay no 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 Raven Feebleman is concentration, so Crown of Madness drops. Shit. All right. Yeah. That's what I was just wondering. I was like, isn't that... Because I was going to slap her next. Because <laughs> I was hoping it was concentration. Okay. Um, what are they going to do? Let me see here. Um, the one of them who was, like, reluctantly joining is, uh, is just going to be like... You know, screw it. I don't want to fight a spider. And he just, like, bolts past uh, Eldon towards the... Because he can't go at the front, obviously, because it's all webbed up. Uh, But the one dwarf who was under the influence of Crown of Madness is going to fight on. He says, "Ah, I want that God's eye. So he is going to throw a hand axe at the spider. And that one will hit. It's a spider! I don't know if you still understand me, but give me the God's eye. 
Uh, it's five piercing damage. All right, it's Elden's turn. I don't know if he gets a, to repeat his save or if he's just stuck. Um, I will read you the ability. Uh, abjure enemy as an action. You present your holy symbol, blah, 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 blah. Choose one creature within 60 feet of you that you can see. That creature must make a wisdom saving throw unless it is immune to being frightened. Fiends and undead have disadvantage on the save. On a failed save, the creature is frightened for one minute or until it takes any damage. While frightened, the creature's speed is zero and it can't benefit from any bonus to its speed. On a successful save, the creature's speed is halved for one minute or until the creature takes any damage. Okay. That's the rest. There's no additional save. Cool. That's that's pretty gross. All right. Uh, So then he can't really do anything. Um, Well, I guess he could. Can he attack you? He can attack me. If oh, he okay. Right. Disadvantage. He's at disadvantage. Yeah, All right, let's see. He's he's at disadvantage to attack me. But... Oh, mother, father. That was a... That's a crit. That was a crit. <laughs> yeah, I'll just take the two. Fuck. <laughs> that is Ooh, what we call an all-or-nothing moment. Uh, <laughs> sucks. I was really hoping this was going to work. I didn't think it would. My my save is real low. (laughs) Doing great. Yeah, I know. That 12 was worrisome. All right. Uh, It is Thaddeus' turn. So I got slapped with Ray of Enfeeblement, eh? Mm Mm-hmm. What glorious thing does that do? He's at half damage. I am at half damage for weapons that use strength. At the end of my turn, I can make a con save to try and shake it, though. So, how far away am I from the Eladrin? Um, I'd say you're, at this point, like 60 feet. 60 feet? She was 30 feet away from me when I walked away from her? No, because you, you, you use movement on your previous turn, and then you use more on, on this one. I haven't moved yet. Oh. You said you started walking towards it. I started walking towards it, oh, okay. so I moved right. 30 feet. Oh. So you, okay, so sorry, then you'd still be in the middle, then you're, you're roughly equidistant from both targets okay uh cause I know Eldon's not going anywhere hmm. and so Thaddeus will stand up a little straighter just kind of flex where that raven feeblement hit him like crack a rib or two just be like ugh shwarm <laughs> Real, that shwarm I ain't sitting right <laughs> Eldon hmm? Hmm? you wait right there your turn's coming again and dun, dun, dun. I'm going to go back towards the Eladrin, and as I, uh, I'm going to take out my warning star. <laughs> <laughs> um, and move towards her and just look at her and be like, you really should have just let me have this one. And I'm going to take a swing at her. Okay, so that would be with, uh, with advantage because she's restrained, is that correct? Well, thank you for the advantage, because that one is not what I wanted. Uh, but 18 sounds good. Hey. Yeah, 18 and right. 18 will do just fine. Uh, so that is uh, 11 halved, whether you round up or down. Okay, so you can feel like normally this would have really clocked somebody, but obviously this this magic that is seeping through and coiling around you is really, you just feel so tired. Yeah, uh, but does that cause her, is this a concentration spell? Oh, yeah, it is. Check? 
shit. So what, it's, uh, it's 10? Is it 10? If it's, it's half the damage or 10, whichever's higher. Okay. So 10. Yeah, it's 10. Okay, so now I rolled in that 20. Okay, well, fine. You well, save your... That's fine. <laughs> that's fine to use it then. <laughs> uh, so for my bonus action... <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Go on. I will sit there and go, well... That was just a shot from the Warning Star, and I am going to cast Thunderous Smite. My next smite, within a minute, the first time you hit with a melee weapon attack during the spell's duration, my weapon rings with thunder that is audible within 300 feet. So that's your warning to turn back. <laughs> so that way you're not caught doing magic. Hmm. Shit. Okay. And the attack deals an extra 2d6 thunder damage to the target. Additionally, if the target is a creature, it must succeed on a strength saving throw or be pushed 10 feet away from you and knocked prone. So that's what you're uh, loading up for next time? That's what I'm loading up for the, like, my first hit within the next minute will do that. Ooh, all right. So I say that that's, like, I say my line, I do that, and I'm going to put literally physically down the warning star and draw my greatsword. Oh, Jesus. Uh, but my constitution save yes. for the Break Ray the of Enfeeblement. Uh, does a 15 work? A 15, yes. Yeah, it does. Ooh. And you just hear a quick little as that shawarma gets out of the system. <laughs> there we go. Feeling better now. There you go. <laughs> All right. Okay, Kevin, we're back up to you. You're basically at the door. You've just heard this Aladdin's voice somehow inside your head. Uh, what is your move? Okay. So is there, like, I've, I've, heard, I've just heard it. Is that, does it have any sort of actual effect on me? Um, it might confuse you a bit because you don't quite know what, what it means. But, I mean, it's not like it's, it does any, it's not like it does any psychic damage to you or, or charms you in any way. It was simply a message being okay. conveyed. Okay. Um, so I hear that voice that says, come back to us. Um, and I say, no. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, now that that's out of the way, I, um, I think I would like to, um, do I have any, do I have any pursuers at the moment? Or have I kind of recused myself from the, from the melee? Yeah, there's nobody right next to you, as far as you can tell. Like, nobody in the tavern. Okay. Um, oh, I feel like I might want to to hang down in case anybody needs my help, but I still want to definitely keep an eye on what's going on around me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think... Um, What would be? Let me check the range on a on a hold person. Is it thirty? In which case, I'm probably out of range to you to fire that back into the tavern. Well, you used you tried hold person once, and then you also cast expeditious retreat, so you might be out of spell slots. Oh, okay. Then I'm gonna hang back, and I think what I might do is maybe just prop the door open. And hope that uh, you know once our once my compatriots inside are done or you know can get themselves free that maybe I can get us 
I can get us out of there by keeping that that way, keeping that area clear. Okay. All right. So you you sort of open this door. You gaze like you just take a quick peek out into the alleyway, and you see a second colorless Eladrin. Oh, for f- okay. Her phosphorus white eyes and outstretched hand centered squarely on you. And that's where we'll stop for today.